Right. We are all here. We are. We are. Count them. One, two, three, four. Pterodactyl! Yay! I didn't know where we were going with that, so I'm I was, glad you saved it with Pterodactyl. Power Rangers. Yeah. With a little countdown, you know. Yeah? No, I don't know. Really? Mastodon! Go go Power Rangers! Yeah, that's what I was getting at. That was the sound of all eighties and nineties like cartoons and shows starting. It was, yeah, like that was it. I have literally never seen an episode of Power Rangers. Oh, it's the best. Basically, teenagers in in primary colours beat the shit out of a guy in a rubber suit, and then a woman in a giant conical bra shouts, Make my monster grow! And then the monster... (laughs) uh, It's the same guy in the same rubber suit, but now he's stamping on on a cardboard city, and then the teenagers in the primary colours form a giant robot and they beat the shit out of it, and then they all go, RADICAL! Or whatever the, the buzzword of the day was. And that energy would carry on into all the children in the area, yeah. and they'd then go and fight in playgrounds and yeah. alleyways. It was great. And they'd wonder that when they jumped through the air doing a jump kick, it, yeah. it didn't suddenly... When they did a jump kick, it would only happen once. It wouldn't be seen from multiple angles. Hoo-ya, 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 hoo-ya. Cut away before the descent. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, uh, mm. and just to make it clear, the kids don't get into robots and form a giant robot. The kids themselves form the giant robot. Yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever. I don't entirely know. But <laughs> I don't. I don't understand the logic of this shit. What I do know is there's a, a for serious version of it coming out in the movies next year. Oh yeah, for serious. Wait, wait, wait. What? There's a, with, there's a with, dark. With well, I don't know if it's going to be dark and gritty, but. Yeah, they're doing a, a live-action Power Rangers movie next year with Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa. Another one? There was a, um, uh, if you haven't ever watched Turbo. Power Rangers, Turbo. Simon, Power Rangers movie. you might like, there's a, there's a wee internet short where um, oh, yeah. Casey Sackhoff plays the Pink Ranger. That I've seen. That's like the only Power Rangers I've ever seen. Isn't it really cool? That, that was really cool. I had no idea what was going on, really, but I like Katie Sackhoff, therefore it was very cool. It was like Kim- the Kimberly, whole thing. Kimberly was the second best. Um, she was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the other. Jason was one of them. Jason was the red one. Jason was red. He was the one that got... Billy was blue. Billy was blue. He was the nerd. Jason was the red leader. He was the one where the actor got fired because he was in... Um, uh, male on male pornography. Oh, was he? Yeah. Then there was Zach. Who was black? Zach, Zach. Yes, that was the that was the problematic couple of first season, first couple of seasons where you had the Black Ranger who was a black guy and the Yellow Ranger who was an Asian girl. Yeah. And they died. Then, then they swapped them over. Uh, when the, all the new people turned up, mm. we had Adam, the Black Ranger, who had a giant robot frog. Who was the the gold, the Green Ranger? Green Ranger was Ranger. Green Ranger was Tommy. Yeah, who had the dragon. Yeah, and then he his stuff got killed, and he came back as the White Ranger. That's right, he came back. He was the same guy. He was the it? White yeah. Ranger, and yeah. he had uh, the tiger. Yes. Shall we do a show and talk about literally anything else? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> you should probably do that. 
Hello and welcome to World One Stage One. I'm Simon, and joining me as ever are Irish. Hello. Rob. Yo. And Jack. Mastodon! Damn, we could have planned that. Yeah. What would you have done differently if you'd planned it? Just said we could have said all the 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 animal names that we went through before. You... Animal slash, you know, yeah. dinosaur names. Um Yeah. I don't, well. I don't think we missed out on much. Yeah, we're here now. Okay, that's the important thing. Good. So. <laughs> <laughs> so as you might understand, this week we're talking about Power Rangers. We are talking about Power Rangers. I guess we're talking about... Oh my I goodness. Me. This show yeah, yeah you just, that's how we decide how we do episodes. We just see who jumps on a topic and then stubbornly remains there. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Um, so, how is everyone? Yeah. Because it's been a while since we all got together. A little, a little bit. As indeed. Yeah. Yes. I, I am just shivering with anticipation awaiting the release of Stellaris in three weeks. That's basically me. St- St- Stellaris? Stellaris. Stellaris. Yes. It's the uh, grand strategy game from Paradox, the makers of Crusader Kings, Universal, oh, uh, Europe okay. Universalis and stuff. But this one is a space opera grand strategy. Ooh. So it's a little bit 4X and a little bit grand strategy. And you, you build your alien race and you go off into the galaxy and see how you do against all the random races you encounter there. Ooh. If you oh want my- to know more, there are hours of streams of the developers because uh, they wanted to show it off anyway. And there was a lot of discussion on the forum that some of the traits, for example, are pacifist and xenophile, and you can have like fanatical versions of them. And everyone was like, well, if you're a fanatically pacifist xenophile, how are you ever going to survive in, uh, the, in the galaxy when everyone is just murdering you? So they decided they'd prove their point by making a, shall we say, suboptimal race uh, mm-hmm. for the dev stream. And they came up with the Blorg who are fanatically pacifist, xenophile, repugnant mushroom people who just want to be friends with everyone and set them out into the universe to try and make friends. I think I've met a guy like that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they, um, they, uh, they named their first battleship class the Friendship. <laughs> they also have the Companionship. Uh, That's amazing. And they renamed their... their Armada to be the the uh, the friendship force, and oh, they're um, they're going around the galaxy imposing friendship on people, or else. It's it's really quite excellent. The stream, that's the, so endearing. They've encountered the Blog National Anthem, which that was a thing that happened when there was a kazoo in the studio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when they announced the pre-orders, they celebrated with some party poppers. Uh, in a fantastically underwhelming fashion. Amazing. It's, it's great. You should go and watch because it shows off the game and the game looks great, but also the guys who are doing it are just amazing and role-playing the blog. <laughs> so are, they, are, they, are, they, are there set races that they've just invented or are, they, are there like loads of random... Like, I'm thinking like spore levels here where it's all randomly generated. It's not spore-like in that you don't get the procedurally generated looks. Uh, okay. There are set character portraits for the different phenotypes. So there's mammalian, molluscoid, uh, fungoid, reptilian, avian, uh, and within that you get different 
variation. So the mammalian types have what looks like a human, what looks like a, an anthropoidal cat or fennec fox or duckbill platypus. Um, <laughs> You've got to be fucking kidding. I am not kidding. There is a duckbill platypus portrait. I am making the most warlike race there is, and I'm going to exterminate every platypode I find in the galaxy. <laughs> And then, depending on the randomly generated traits that each species has, they all become like friendly traders or military despots or um, and that sort of thing. So the galaxy is populated by lots of species who are on roughly the same tech level as you at the start of the game, generated out of this random pool. And you also discover fallen empires, and this is very much leaning on sci-fi tropes like Babylon 5, uh, the Vorlon and the Shadows. They are races that grew huge millennia ago and have collapsed into their last remnants, but are so, more, so much more advanced than you, they effectively don't notice your species milling around the galaxy until they do. And that's bad. Generally, yes. If you're lucky, they will just be dismissive of you. <laughs> uh, if, yeah, the, the sort of like the most positive traits you can see them having towards you are either dismissive or patronizing. Oh boy. Uh, but if you have upset them in any way, prepare to be crushed. Yeah. Best there's place. also, there's little secrets have been leaking out for a while now. Like, uh, there's different government types. There's the divine mandate. There's the uh, plutocratic oligarchy. There's the science directorate. But they started revealing a few advanced types, which don't just come from what ethos you pick in the starting game, but can develop depending on what policies and technologies you develop along the way. And one of them is the AI overlordship. Amazing. So if you develop sufficiently advanced AI and it revolts on you, they can take <laughs> over. You, there's a lit right. So you're telling me, me specifically, me who has this as my my overarching view of where humanity is going. Yep. There is a button that is simply would just be labeled. I for one welcome our new robot overlords. Oh no, no, it's not a button. Uh, it, it they don't care if you welcome them or not. If if you <laughs> happen to stumble down that avenue, the robots will impose their new robot overlordship on you. <laughs> they don't care about you, Jack. You can choose to welcome it. They're just not interested. Oh, okay. <laughs> as I would have exactly as I would have it in real life as well. Oh wow. So yeah, I'm. All about this. This is like everything I love. Grand space opera, ridiculous um, in-jokes. Because uh, yeah, the, the blog have already become so popular that it's a day one mod available from the Steam Workshop is to download the preset race blog and allow you to add them to your galaxy. Amazing. <laughs> and then wipe them out. Or um, become their friends. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, do you have any... Have they said anything about the specs? Anything yet? Uh, yeah, it's now available for pre-order, so its Steam page is up, which means all the specs are available. It's, How's it looking? Uh, well, it's based on the same engine as Europa Universalis, so it's not punishingly high spec. Uh, the minimum spec is like a uh, Intel Core 2 uh, quad at 2.5, well, 2.6 gigs, 2 gigabytes of RAM, and an NVIDIA 460 or better. Recommended is like an Intel i3 at 3 gigahertz, 4 gigs of RAM, and an NVIDIA 560. Pre-order now and get the blog forum avatar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I oh, have that. Great. Oh, that's fantastic. 
Uh, I'm going to look at it. It's, it comes out a week before my next payday, so I may pick it up in May payday. And there are so many references to things you know, like um, different, different events. You go, well, I know what show that's based on. Uh, they were playing it, for example, and they found um, the remains of what must have been a sentient spacecraft that was huge and insectoid. And the devs who were doing the demo looked up and went, whoever wrote this event, chain, I too was a fan of Lex. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's pretty awesome. I'm, 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 I can't, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. That's just awesome. I, I think it tells you everything that the pre-order bonus is you get extra portraits for extra creatures, the uh, creatures of the void, and they include a hydra slash xenomorph, an evil porcupine, a dinosaur bird, a shadowy anthropoid, and a fungoid infected mammalian. <laughs> oh boy! Yay! Oh, that's horrible, but also, <laughs> yay! I'll tell you what, though, when I get that, it is going to cut deeply into my time playing a game that's now been released on Steam in between the last episode and now. And what is that? Final Fantasy IX! Oh, yeah? It's out on Steam. I saw you uh, uh, say about that, but I was like, you, you didn't explain that it was on Steam. Yeah. And I thought you just had some kind of episode where, you know, and you, just, you, just, you just now that Final Fantasy IX had been released. And I was like, oh dear, it's happened again. Uh, <laughs> well, I said I was installing it. You don't, you don't install things on the PlayStation 1. That's true. But I, I am aware yeah. that there are plenty of uh, PC copies of, of these games as well. I don't know if there was one of nine. I know there was one of eight and seven back in the day. Yeah, so um, yeah, but the point is, it's now on Steam. Yeah, with achievements and whatnot. And so you've been playing it again? Uh, I'm not yet, but I have installed it. And I'm ready to go. Uh, excellent. Have you ever done a Final Fantasy IX episode? We've uh, not done a. We've not done a Final. Well, we've done a. We have done a review of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it wasn't really an episode, though. But it was on an episode, and we have done a review. So people will keep asking me still, when are we going to do the Final Fantasy VII review? And I'm like, dude, you don't listen to our show. We've already done that. Um, we haven't done one on Final Fantasy IX, though, although I did gush about it for, like, three hours during the music episode. Well, episode 100 is coming up. That's true. <laughs> it's, we it's, probably shouldn't do it on Final Fantasy IX. No, though, I mean, I, I'd be happy to do an episode on just Final Fantasy IX, um, but for that I'd need to buy everyone on this show a copy of it on Steam. Okay. Which I could totally do, actually. That's why, that's why. Oh, you've already got it, yeah. I've already got also, it. Also, like, we don't need to have played it. Like, you could buy me a copy, I still wouldn't play it. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yes, famously not a fan, eh, Simon? I'm not a fan of the Final Fantasy games. Fair enough. But yes, that's out now, and that makes me a very happy boy, because that is my all-time favourite in my top three bimbling around around the one, two slot. Yeah. My top three video games. Oh, that's awesome. I, for one, have been playing lots of video games. Yeah? Shock horror, we're talking about video games. This oh yeah, is... we're actually going to talk about a video game this week. Uh, uh, we're we're talking about lots of games. But I have played The Beginner's Guide. Good game. Oh, I'm glad you, that's awesome that you played it. Excellent. Because uh, I, was, I was amazed by that. Um, is this the Stanley Parable folk? Yes. It's uh, one of the Stanley Parable developers. Ah, okay. Yes. Um, 
And I, I talked about it on this show. It's the one that is a, a showcase of a developer, in, in inverted commas, his work um, presented with narrative by the develop, one of the developers of the Stanley Parable that is prevent, uh, presented in a sort of way that makes you think that the story being told is true, but the story itself is not definitively true because it's a yeah. narrative and there's a lot of metafiction going on. And it's very, yeah. very interesting. It's an unreliable narrator. Is, is this the one that you said um, a load of people said was really, really, really like uncomfortable to play or something? Yeah, they were saying, like, if the, if the fiction presented is true, then this game at best represents something immoral, at worst illegal. Yeah. Uh, it was it's it's um you're the reason i got it simon i remember you talking about it a while back and uh actually i didn't get it i played it uh, on my girlfriend's computer but it was um yeah i just i just picked it up and i was yeah i was absolutely amazed by it uh like you were saying the unreliable narrator as it were Hmm. uh is very much at the forefront and i think my absolute favorite thing about the meta of that game is that the developer once he released it then immediately made a statement that he would be giving no interviews explaining it ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. No questions, no questions. <laughs> because um, if he explains it, it completely loses its power. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Um, and I also play Stanley Parable, which we've already discussed in the show. I've good things about. Uh, also an excellent game uh, where you're basically just walking around your place of work or Stanley's place of work. Oh. Um, I already had everyone's gone missing. Stanley it, explained the premise. Yes. And then you can basically, oh, goodness me, that narrator is probably one of my favorite video game characters of all time now. This isn't the premise, Stanley. What are you doing? Stanley explained the premise. <laughs> He's eerily good at that. <laughs> That's weird. But um, it's really good. I can't recommend it enough. But I don't want to talk about it too much because I think anyone playing it, if you explained too much about it, you'd ruin quite a lot of it. I think. Oh yeah, um, definitely. But the third game that I played is something that I want to talk about for a little bit. Uh, I have to say, it is the most innovative shooter I've played in years. Oh god damn it! I think I know what game you've been playing because I too have been playing the most innovative shooter I've played in years. Oh, go on then. Super <laughs> hot. Super, super hot. hot. Super hot. Um, it is the most innovative hot. shooter I've played in years. Right. It is the most innovative shooter I've played in years. It's actually the most innovative shooter I've played in years. Have you have you played it? Yeah, but I played. I, I remember playing a level or two of it back in the day when it was doing the rounds, like before it was like officially released. Oh, so you're alphas. not you're not one of us then? No, I have not played any. Please explain what is you've not, super. You've not you've not cracked. It's the most innovative shooter I've played in years. <laughs> Super Hot is uh, it's a game that came out of a game jam, so it started with a very minimalist base and stuck with it to its credit. And it it relies on one change to first person shooter mechanics that turns it into a completely different kind of game. It's 
ostensibly a first-person shooter. However, mm-hmm. time barely moves at all unless you do. Right. And when you move, time moves in real time. So you have all the time in the world to plan what you're doing and can even run down a corridor towards two people with machine guns sidestepping their bullets as you go. Yeah. And it basically turns you into Neo from The Matrix, a character with no thought processing time at all and incredible reaction speed and allows you to pull off insane moves. Yes. And at the end of a level, it gives you a replay of what you did in real time so you look and see how badass you were. Hmm. Because you do it really slowly, then you finish whatever you were doing, goes back, you see it in real time, as Simon says, and you are jumping into the air, you are grabbing something from a shelf as you go, you then plow that thing that you've picked up, like a, a scientific beaker or something from a shelf into someone's face, you grab their katana sword, you cut them in half, you then throw that katana sword across the room, killing a guy who was just about to shoot with a shotgun, you then dodge several other gunshots, pick up another weapon and just keep going. It is, it is insane. You karate chop someone so that their pistol flies into the air. You grab the pistol as it comes yeah. back down, wheel around 180 <laughs> degrees, shoot a man in the face. Absolutely. Dive over the bar. It's one of those things. Do you know what? Uh, I, I think it's sensational that someone's actually cracked this code because we've all been in that situation where we've been playing a video game and just by chance, whether it be GTA, whether it be uh, um, any kind of action game or whatever, you, you will pull something off that was absolutely incredible. Of that moment, you you will just feel amazing, elated. Oh my god, that was so amazing! Imagine that, but one hundred percent of the time, yeah. And, and the other it thing up. it does is that the levels are basically predetermined. So there's an aspect of puzzle game. You can memorize where everyone is and where every object is. Oh, so okay. your first time through, you're scrambling, but the second time through, you're like, I will grab that bottle, I will go through that door, I will whip it to the left to hit the barman in the face, I will then pick up a pool ball off the pool table as I run that past was- it, and throw it at the guy who comes out of that door, whilst I vault over the pool table and over the bar, grab the shotgun off the guy I threw the bottle at, and then kill them both with the same blast, because I stunned him just behind the bar, and uh, yeah, it's just badass. And um, a lot of the maps are lovingly kind of recreated from films that they clearly like. Like, there's the, um, the corridor uh, from Old Boy. Yeah, where, I've seen that. Oh, my God. The, the famous hammer scene. I really? can't believe you've seen Old Boy. See, you know, the, Old I know Boy. I would, I know I would. But I love that I said I haven't seen Old Boy. And then you look at me and go, the famous hammer scene. And I'm like, yeah, but even saying that haven't seen Old Boy should generally know. Really? You don't? Jeez, no wow. idea what you're talking about. We are doing an episode on Old Boy. My goodness me. I know, I know the rough, the, the plot of it. It's the guy who's been like locked in a room for 10 years. Uh, something like that, yeah. yeah. It's a very long time for no reason whatsoever. And then one day they just let him out. And yeah. he's like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I know that that actor went through a lot of shit because like he he was a he's a very devout Buddhist and like you know vegetarian doesn't doesn't do anything but had yeah. to eat a live octopus That's correct for that the filming of that and it is not pleasant and they did it in two takes so he ate two live octopus yes foods <laughs> um, but anyway you, so you get the corridor from old boy you have a few things which I swear there's one level called lobby which is a lot like um, it's the, the Matrix, Matrix lobby yeah. there's also the chateau from the Matrix yes there is. Yes, and um, there's one other, I think. It's uh, Neo's office, where he works in, as a programmer before oh. he gets fired. Um, oh, yes, they're coming yeah. for you. 
Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then he looks over his boob, doesn't he? And then the agent, then Agent Smith just looks across the room. Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a good film. God, the Matrix is really good. The guy needs to watch it again. It's such a good film. Um, but uh, amidst this awesome gameplay, I, you have quite uh, an interesting kind of narrative going on at the same time, wouldn't you agree, Simon? Yes, there is a meta narrative. the The whole game is presented with a framing device that is very self aware about it being a video game. And uh, more than that, I shall not say. But you should totally check it out because it's the most innovative shooter I've played in years. It the is most the most innovative shooter. shooter I've played in years. I've played in years. It's um, it's top notch. Uh, and yeah, as Simon says, this is what, one thing isn't a spoiler, but with it taking on the mantle of being a meta video game, there are also other little video games within the game as well, which are a nice touch as well. Oh yeah, what's your high score on Tree Guy? It's it's something pathetic. It's like twelve or something. It's I'm really not very good at it at all. I got into like the hundred and seventies. It was ridiculous. That's amazing. Uh, I mainly wanted to just get back to having cool fights rather than playing <laughs> Tree Guy. Um, how do you even explain Tree Guy? Uh, very simply, it's an old. Uh, the The graphics are presented like ASCII, as if it was a, a sort of spectrum game. Yeah, and using ASCII, it represents a large tree trunk. <laughs> Uh, going up the middle, and branches come off to the left and the right, and you have to chop with your axe to the left or the right to avoid the branches as you yeah. take the tree, dra- uh, tree down. So each time you chop, it drops down a bit. But if you're stood under the branches, it drops, it crushes you. So you have to chop to the left and the right, and you have to speed up as you go. Yeah. Huh. But it is the most innovative shooter I've played in years, so... Well, not Tree Guy, <laughs> but Super Hot is the most innovative shooter I've played it's in years. Tree Chopping game I've played in years. Um, excellent. Good. Lots of games. I've been yeah. playing an older game. What have game. you been playing? Dead Rising 3. Ah, some good old fashioned zombie horde crushing. Mm. Excellent. Because I've only played one and two. Yeah, I've not played three. All right. Likes one, two has its problems. Free takes the best parts of the first two games and makes it this one. So it's the story is typical flair for Dead Rising games, but the the combo weapons and the amount of stuff you can do is just makes this game so fun. What's it like in terms of time limit? The, yeah, I don't want to go too much into it because I'm actually planning to do an episode on the series, but Ooh. the time limit wise. Um, was it first game was what seventy two hours? Yeah. Second game, I can't remember how much time in two, but you had the arbitrary. You have to get back to your daughter every twenty four hours. Yeah. Which this, this is one of the reasons I didn't like the second one. Um, Dead Rising Three, you've got six days to do the story in before they all set up a bomb that will destroy the city, supposedly. Um. I was playing it. I did practically everything within five days. Okay, so generous time limit then. Yeah, I mean you could you could easily spend plenty of time just killing zombies without having to worry about the time limit. That's the thing. That's what I always get lost in. Um, so the, the nightmare. <laughs> there's we've got normal play for it. We've got nightmare mode, which is like you know the harder difficulty mode. Yeah, and. You've got the days are shorter, the nights are longer, and you've got 
you've got a running countdown on it, you can see the countdown on as you're yeah. playing, and it does go slightly faster than in the on normal mode. But by time, if you play the first, if you play the, it through the first uh, first time properly, by the time you come to play nightmare mode, you're already maxed out character and stuff. So, and you should know, you will know where everything is. I, I ran through it in about two hours. As if you got any really, because what I what really surprised me about uh, the Dead Rising games were quite a lot of the um, the unarmed moves that you can learn. Oh yeah, <laughs> like you could do like bicycle kicks and like DDTs and shit and you suplexes. Still, you still do unarmed combat. Um, the special moves like that are more in like the what's build up combo type moves, like a yeah. one off move. But you've got stuff like um, a hammer throw. So you grab the grab a zombie and then you just swing them around and around and around and fling them. And you hit other zombies around you, I presume. Yeah, one yes. is like one's, <laughs> like one's like a bums rush where you know you pick them up by the lapels and throw them into a crowd. Yeah, uh, one is a disembowelment. So you grab a zombie and he just reel back, punch into their gut, pull out their intestines. Good time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as you do. One Another is day in the mall. One is uh, called head job, where basically you, <laughs> you get a zombie from behind, break its neck so it falls to its knees, then you pretty, pretty much put your hands in its mouth and separate its head. Oh, you mean at the jaw? Yeah. Oh, that's like the worst. Our resident parent, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't. So I don't play it when Evie's around. That's fine. That's fine. Oh my! She's gonna learn how to defend herself against zombies eventually. We all do. There, there is a hundred and a hundred and ten combination weapons in this game, and there is shit literally everywhere to make stuff. <laughs> there are some ridiculous combinations. Like I said, I'm gonna go more into it when we do a proper episode. When I do my episode on it. That sounds fair. Awesome, man. Yeah. Excellent. It's the Grumps that inspired me to play this one as well. Oh, yes, because they're, they're playthrough of, of uh, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. As I understand it, Irish, you've seen some films. I have seen some films. I've seen three films since the last time we've been. Has I'm... anyone else seen any films? No. No? New. Simon? No? New. You. Um, not the cinema, so it doesn't count. Before we go into Irish's film thing, <laughs> I feel there's something I need to point out. Go the on. Jungle Book. Oh, okay. Christopher Walken yeah. sings yeah. I Wanna Be Like You. Yeah, which does is... he? Because yeah, does. I've <laughs> seen the trailer, but I, I, it wasn't clear from the trailer if the songs were in it. Um... Bare Necessities and um, I'll Be Like You are both in it. That horrifying joke I made <laughs> came true. Came awfully, despicably true. What do you mean? Have you seen him do it? No. Well, then it must be witnessed. It's what you wanted. It's not what I wanted, it's what I predicted. Oh, you were loving it. I, I am... You, uh, no, you were loving it. What's not to love? You were the one that pointed out. It's amazing. It's a giant prehistoric ape. Voiced by, voiced by Christopher Walken singing. 
I am a the, popular Disney dude. I am the Cassandra of this thing. I've made a prediction. It won awards, Jack. Did it? For songs? What, the original? Yeah. Yeah, not, not Christopher Walken singing. I bet it will. New, new awards will be, will be know, made for I, it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear Christopher Walken singing because I'm so terrified of Christopher Walken talking. Ah, uh, And I can't imagine what it's like. So am I right in thinking then, Irish's Jungle Book, one of the films you've seen? No, but um, I, have a, uh, I have friends who have seen it, and they have said uh, that these songs are in the movie. Okay, well, which films have you seen? Have you seen? Uh, I have seen uh, Cobra Panda 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, parent. I've seen 1 and 2. Is 3 any good? 3 is good. It finishes the story. It rounds it off. Oh. Until yeah. 4. Yeah, look at what Shrek did. Yeah, but um, if they weren't to go any further, they've they've rounded it off basically. I like that Brian Cranston is his dad. Yeah, <laughs> Brian Cranston um, is Jack Black's dad. Yeah, unbelievably yeah. so. But yeah, yeah, I love Brian Cranston. Uh, I also saw Zootopia or Zootropolis, wherever you know. Wherever we are in the world. Mm-hmm. Is it Zootropolis here? And it's Zootopia, Zootopia here. Oh. Because the other one is already trademarked in Europe for something. Is it now? Wow. Uh, uh, well, we hear good things about that. Mm, it's very good. It's in, it's in my top Disney films now. Huh. Yeah. It is a surprisingly get- excellent film. It, it's a great um, buddy cop movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the other one? You said there were yeah, three. Sorry. <laughs> we, 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 you know. And uh, I saw Batman is one. You saw you saw what? Saw what? Sorry, mate. <laughs> I saw Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yes. Has that little taste of sick gone from the back of your mouth yet? Yes, because I liked it. You what? <laughs> Which means I think the majority of the World One Stage One hosts are like, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by the end of it, I was like, fuck it, there are bits that I actually really liked yeah. about it. Like, but, we um, shit all over that film we in did. our review. We shit all over but that I film. But I think because of, I think it reached that point where it was, there, there were, obviously there are unforgivable elements in oh, the yeah. film. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, many, many. But there are good bits in it. Yeah, uh, be careful guys, because I can and will hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you saying, can hang up on us, Simon, but we're still I, the majority. It, 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 yeah, it I, was still. I, I completely agree with all the issues in it. You know, there <laughs> are because there are many, but by the end of it, I was like, you know what, I liked it. And you know what? No one can take that away from you. Of course, they can I think, try. Yeah. I will fight back. No, it's fair enough. I like Man of Steel. A lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, I like yeah. As well, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, saying, I'm not saying this film is perfect. Not in the no. way. You know, it's got glaring issues everywhere. I mean, I've, I sort of had a chat with Jack about this yesterday. Yeah, and that the bit like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, to answer your thing about the razor blade in the bath, Simon. Yeah, it was the bullet. The bullet. Yeah. Yeah, I completely 
misread that? No, misremembered more than misread. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I went back over it and went, oh, yeah, no, I, I remember what it was. I then, just, I'd forgotten her taking out the bullet to look at it in the bath, so I just remembered yeah. her sitting there in the bath, really contemplating this bit of metal. And mm. yeah, I, I then worked out what it actually was. And was like, oh, that's, that's a lot less sinister. Wouldn't it have been out of place in that film? No, so, no, it really wouldn't. No. <laughs> but then um, the, uh, the other thing of the, the villains that the Batman had branded, you know, one was obviously a sex trafficker. The other one that we were told had something had happened to him, he was a, was a pedophile. Uh, so I remember they said, they said something about in the, in the film, they mentioned what the guys had done who had been given the, you know, the brand of the bat. Yeah, but then Bat- Bat- Batman, the whole point is that Batman lets, then lets justice decide. Oh, no, no, he, absolutely. He's yeah. not supposed oh, yeah. to divvy out a particular Oh, no, absolutely. In the episode, I remember saying, did they go into why he branded those guys oh, in particular? Yeah, and yeah, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't remember. And yeah. then Jack said to me, the other, uh, Iris said to me the other day, like, oh, this is, this is the reason, or rather, this is what they did, as explained in the movie. I'm like, okay, so they did say it. Yeah. I mean, whether you, that's, that's, you know, your mileage may vary on how you feel about it. I would say it was poorly explained, but then I also recently learned the original cut of that movie was four hours long, so if anything in there feels a little under-explained, it's because they cut half of it. God damn, wait for the director's cut, I guess. That was a long movie, it was. Yeah. That isn't excusing it by any way, though, because, I mean, it's still, that's still the movie in its final form, Mm. really. We shouldn't really have to, you know, see a a, a different cut to be able to actually understand the film as a point. So, well, that's understandable. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff missing in there. This is an 83 we're talking about. Yeah, I don't think. Or Blade Runner with how many other versions there are. Oh, Christ, yeah. Jesus Christ. When a film film changes completely based on the cut, that's when you know things have gone horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. Still like Blade Runner. Still like Alien 3. It's my my favourite of the Alien quadrilogy. Blade Runner is my favourite movie. Yeah. Oh, and a good movie. Just not the theatrical cut. I was going to say, which one do you... Because I think I've got a copy of Blade Runner somewhere, and it has... It's a stupid one. It's got like six yeah. different versions in it. Yeah, or something. That's, that's like the DVD box that you can buy now. Is um, is that it just comes with every single cut? I have I have a copy of that, but I don't. I, I haven't got around to actually watching it again yet. But uh, I don't know which one to pick. If you've got it's- access to the final cut, that's the yeah. one to watch. Uh, oh, okay. That's the one I have on Blu-ray. Failing that, the director's cut, the original director's cut. Um, yeah. Those two are like the the original director's cut is Blade Runner as it should be. Uh, the final cut is Blade Runner as it should be with a few scenes just almost added for detail because it was on Blu-ray. They had a little bit more space and a little bit more definition to play with. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah and okay. you know, watch the original theatrical cut if you like. You're starting to flag a little bit and you want to make yourself. You want to fuel yourself with anger. Yeah. If you want to listen to what Harrison Ford does when he deliberately turns in a performance so bad he's hoping it gets cut. I mean, either that or you can uh, watch Star Wars Episode 7. Oh! Oh! Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, you fire and hide. (laughs) That's that's what Um, I do. Yeah, so overall, I like Batman vs. Superman. Uh, I had a pretty eventful cinema week last week. It was great. Yeah, sounds it, man. That's yeah. awesome. I was like, three in a row. I know. 
Uh, the reason we saw Kung Fu Panda is because it was like the, possibly the last time we could actually see it in the cinema before it was removed. Yeah. Because it's reached the end of its like cinematic life. Not when you say before it got removed, you make it sound yeah, like yeah. there's something really sketchy in that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. No yeah. questions asked. Yeah, you, you oh, like yeah. Batman versus Back Superman. That's why there's normal baby pandas, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, he accidentally fun- eats the cricket. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's but a fundamental premise of this show that people like what they like. However, I am never going to think of you the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> If this is what it's taken for you to dislike, to, to change, then I've done something terribly wrong. <laughs> yes, you liked Batman versus Superman. <laughs> 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 that is terribly, terribly wrong. Um, no, the, I did find a positive uh, to say about Batman versus Superman in the past week. Yeah, yeah. While I've not seen a film, I have now seen the third trailer for Suicide Squad. Oh. And after seeing that trailer, I did turn to Zoe and go, well, it does look better than Batman vs. Superman. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. But, I mean, barely. I mean, because having seen now all the trailers for Suicide, Squ- Suicide Squad, it's now reached my, my uh, list of... It, it's now out of the, well, I'm going to go and see it list. You know, like, it's going to be bad, but I'm going to go and see it. The third did trailer did a couple it. of things to win me back into the I'm probably gonna go and see it. Uh, yeah. They, they played down the whole sexy airhead Harley and played up uh, having a character. Um, they had Katana acting like Katana, Diablo acting like Diablo. They had Deadshot in the mask. Ugh. You know, there were just a few things they were doing right for once and I was like, okay, it might not, it, it might just be a trailer that they were cutting to try and make it look one way and this trailer tries yeah. to make it look another but I'm now not convinced every single frame of this film will be painful yeah also I like the music choice for this particular trailer like it had Blitzkrieg bop it did um, although honestly <laughs> their choice of music in general and the way they've cut the trailers just couldn't want to be Guardians of the Galaxy more no, that's true. That is very true. They are trying to go down that oh, unlikely suspects kind of deal for this sort of picture. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to watch it. Um, I, I mean, they, I, I, you can see in that trailer, um, Warner Brothers already reacting to stuff from Batman v Superman, for instance, yes. prolonged instances of Batman in that trailer. Um, Word that perhaps there is going to be a Batman versus Deadshot fight as Ooh. well. Ooh. Um, but Will Smith himself said, "Yeah, he comes across the bat, and uh, it isn't pretty." Yeah, nice. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, there are things to look forward to in it. I'm still going to go see it. Okay. However, there also, is another trailer, is there not? Um, or have you have something else to say about no, Suicide Squad? Well, it was actually about. Uh, what Simon said about about Batman vs Superman and about the idea of defending the indefensible. Yeah, our little bet. Are we going on to this now? Are we? Should, should we mention it now? Um, well, like you we brought should, it out now, mate. I feel so like we, we, can, get, we kind of shoehorned it in. Yeah, <laughs> we might as well, we'll might as well go with it. We'll generate some hype. We will generate some hype. Let's do it. So, 
Civil War's out soon. It is out. It soon, is. Isn't it? When's it out? Twenty eighth, uh, is it? Well, 29th, but like you know, midnight, 29th. Yeah. Uh, I've got some tickets to the triple bill screening at the local Cineworld. Yeah, oh, it's going to be ace. 405 minutes of footage. And £405 for a ticket? Uh, no, about 17 each. Oh, that's awesome. It's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're going to go see that. And, and uh, <laughs> Rob and I have decided to make a bet. I was speaking to Jack last night, and I was like, you know what, let's have ourselves a bet. And the bet is as to whether, and like, we, we, you know, it's not a spoiler series because it could go one of either way, so... Making the bet as to whether Captain America will die at the end. Yeah. All right. Now, originally, we both thought the same thing. And then we came to an agreement where one of us would back a horse that we didn't really think was going to win. (laughs) Yeah. But the idea is this. If Rob is right Mm -hmm. and I am wrong... Mm-hmm. Then I have to spend a little bit of a section on the next on the following World One Stage One episode. Well, no, let's just say mine first. If I if I lose the bet, yep. I have to. Jack has demanded that we have to dedicate a small section, very small, to an episode of World One Stage One. Right. Uh, to me, giving a lengthy, I say lengthy, a a a, a speech a heartfelt, on uh, a heartfelt uh, sort of speech about the things that I love about the prequel trilogy of Star Wars. <laughs> okay. However, if Jack loses... If I lose, I have to explain why Scarlett Johansson is the perfect casting choice for Major <laughs> McCoy. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! In the live-action Ghost in the Shell Oh movie. my god, no! No, I veto! I veto! We cannot have that <laughs> no, go out under our name! This is the rules! Don't worry, I, Simon, I'm not going to lose. Jack, I do, Jack. I do the editing, Rob. Jack, Jack dropped the prequels on my doorstep. If you think I'm going to let him get away with that, you've got another thing coming. We cannot support. Oh my god, no! Like if if we hadn't learned that the company had actually hired a visual effects company to do a feasibility study to see whether they could use CGI to ethnicity shift yep. Scarlett Johansson to make her look Asian, oh I might god. I might let this happen. But now it's become one of the most painfully racist things that ever come out of Hollywood. I'm like, I. It's, you know, Song of the South, then this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! sound bites I think we've ever had on this show. <laughs> Simon. And then Cloud Atlas. Uh, yes. Wow. As I said, Simon, don't worry. I'm not going to lose. <laughs> I hope Jen upstairs go, whoa. Yeah. I, I have feelings about this. Yeah. So as so Simon, as do I, remember. <laughs> we'll discuss we'll discuss the, the in-depth nature of this bet when we're when we're not on air. Um or when it comes but up. That's when it's that's what's down. That's what's down. Those are high uh, stakes you're playing for, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. We are not uh we're personally not saying who set who's going with what though. Because then um, you'll for a reason that Jack said that I don't think I quite understood. Well, basically, like, <laughs> I disagreed. If, if people if people are listening to the show, right, right, yeah, and they've heard that say I am supporting position A and Rob is supporting position B, yeah, right, and then they hear they tune into the episode and then they hear you explaining why the I see. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. will know okay. that I was right and that your guess okay. was your bet was wrong. So ah. they'll have a spoiler. 
Uh, and we, we we then we will then do it with a spoiler warning. Yeah, uh, but one of us is making the bet that Captain America will live, and the other one is making the bet that Captain America will die. Interesting. Spot on. The, the the ending of Captain America: Civil War has been listed as controversial, which means it could go either way. Really? Yeah, I really don't whether know if they have the guts. To do whether it. it's controversial for the MCU fans or controversial for the comic fans, yeah, either one of us could be right. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's on the cards. Um, but speaking of Marvel, have we all seen the wonderful cinematic presentation trailer of Doctor Strange? Yes, I have now. Yes. No, no, no. but I did see the trailer. <laughs> okay, there we go, yeah. Actually, you know, some bits of the trailer were pretty. Did you, did you actually, because the impression I got from you was that you didn't like it. Um, no, no, I, I didn't like the trailer. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna, probably not going to go see the film, but... <laughs> Bits of it I found quite pretty. The, 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 the tripartite cities on the different... Um, Inception. Inception. Yeah, it, it was just Inception. And you know what? Inception was quite pretty. Yeah, well, it's, a different, it's like dimensional problems. Yeah, like, I mean, for all, <laughs> all I'm saying was, that's quite pretty. I'm not, I'm not laying any other seal of quality on the trailer other than, well, that bit was quite pretty. In the same way that you saw bullet time everywhere after The Matrix happened, you're going to see these kinds of effects for yeah. mystical pan-dimensional stuff like the floor in that scene you know the one i mean where the tiles are shifting independently of the floor that kind of effect is going to be seen yeah, yeah. a lot um but the film still looks like gubbins yeah i mean it's 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 in fact much like the upcoming eurovision now that we've seen all the the songs and for no, no seriously uh, about half of the entrants for Eurovision this year have a singer in front of a screen with like a backdrop that's moving around and they interact with their own uh, like pre-recorded pre background, which is what the yeah. winner of last year had. Uh, and now half of them have got it. And yeah, I'm like, oh, this yeah. is just sad now. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, only now you've realised that Eurovision is sad at this stage. <laughs> I will... I will stab you to death with your own foot. Okay. <laughs> or we can democratically just like sidestep around the issue. I mean, only if you get 12 points from Russia. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, so yeah, I mean, I didn't really, the, the trailer didn't make me want to go and watch the film, but that bit was quite pretty. Yeah. That's, that's it. That, that's it. Okay. I liked it when he goes, teach me at the end. Yeah. I quite like that. All right. It kind of it's kind of got like a Faustian kind of vibe to it, you know, like a guy dabbling into things that maybe he shouldn't be, but probably should be because he's the protagonist of the tale. <laughs> I mean, I can't really think I, honestly. I mean, that that's a fa that's a fair reason to to like it. I can't think of a rebuttal that isn't just me being un just just me being mean to Benedict Cumberbatch. So I won't say anything. That's great. I'm really. I think you've grown as a person. No, no. I, for the longest time, I've been trying to reel in my comments about the way he looks and sounds. Yeah. That's good. Because um, yeah, that's great. <laughs> just, just demolishing someone for the. I mean, the way he's a horrible. He's a horrible person. There's a lot there to hate. But you don't know him, do you? I mean, I know that he's. This is a I little mean. bit racist. Well, you you know that he's made some mistakes in the past, but it doesn't mean he's a dreadful like, person. Two months ago, in the past. So what? <laughs> you know, it's, you know, he can apologize. He's apologized. I'm Has sure. he apologized? Well, I don't know. I don't remember what he did. To be honest, so I don't. Think, oh, I don't think we're not going to go into. We're not going to go into this. We're not going to go into this. I just wanted to know because it's current. You know, we like following the Marvel movies. We do. We do. And for the, the, most, for the most part, movies. Um, 
Yeah, that's um, interesting. Have you heard about what Tom Hardy showed up in? Uh, films. Yeah. Lots yeah, of films. Yeah, but in terms of uh, DC related. He did say he was going to do something DC related. It's a Vertigo uh, comic uh, that they're doing an adaption of uh, 100 Bullets. Ooh. What? This, uh, yeah, oh like I, I personally haven't read it, but I know the premise is he has a bullet for it for one each person or something. Basic, or. right, okay. Um, I absolutely fucking love 100 Bullets. Like, yeah, well, I had, there you go. I had, Hardy several, I had several trade paperbacks. I think I've only got volume one kicking around somewhere now. Yeah. Um, the basic idea is um, a strange man turns up at some point, at some junction in someone's life, yeah. where they're at a crisis. Yeah. Agent Graves. Yes, and offers them... That's it, Graves. Offers them a, a gun with one bullet. Yeah. And basically... No, 100 bullets. No, 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 as in it's, it's 100, as in that person gets, like, one shot. No, it's, no, it's he, provides, he provides the gun, 100 bullets, and a dossier on the person who ruined their life. I thought it was just the one bullet. And then I thought he gave it. I thought he only had a hundred bullets. All of his mission that he's doing. That's that's what I thought it was. And he gives a bullet to each each person, each person gets one bullet. Yeah. And the, the the premise the the sort of the promise to them is, no matter what happens, mm. there will be no repercussions to you for firing this shot. You'll never you won't get arrested for firing this. No matter where the bullet ends up. Yeah. You won't get arrested. You won't be. You are exempt from any crime that you could commit with, with firing this, this shot. Bullet, yeah. yeah, and it's how people react to that, what they do. Yeah, um, some people get revenge. Some people get completely fucked over. Mm. Um, there's a guy who like uh, some people framed him for um, having a bunch of um, child porn on his computer. Like yeah. it, they, they basically planted a whole bunch of stuff in there. It ruined his life. His wife left him, and so on. So. And the, he gets given the dossier on the people that ruined his life. He gets given the gun, turns up, ponders over it for ages, and then decides he's going to forgive them. He yeah. puts the gun down and walks away. They pick up the gun and shoot him as he walks away. Uh, and they're completely exempt from any repercussions. Yeah. So, oh, man. yeah, it's, oh. it, it's really fucking... It's, um, Brian Az- it's, it's Brian Azzarello, isn't it, that wrote it? It was, yes. yes. Yeah. Who did the, um, the... The other thing you might know, he did the Joker comics. That came out Joker, after, yeah, yeah, Joker. When it which followed is, the employee of the Joker, yeah, yeah, that's um, a good book. That's a really, really good, well-written thing. Um, and it's again, that's that's Brian Azzarelli. He's done, he's done a oh, shitload of stuff, but Hundred Bullets is fucking amazing. But do you know why this is even more exciting? Because um, Warner Brothers are, are delving into their Vertigo back catalogue now. Yeah, which means Swamp Thing. But I'm talking decent Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. I'm th- I'm talking. To be fair, Alan Moore. San- I'm talking Sandman. Ooh, Sandman's been in the works for fucking ages. Yeah, but now has had serious that. production problems. Yeah. Although, having said that, um, uh, Neil Gaiman is now writing a six-part TV series based on Good Omens. Yes, I saw that. Yes. He, he's writing the screenplay for Yeah. So that's, that's something to definitely look forward to, because mm. I mean, we've talked about Good Omens on our Terry Pratchett episode, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see that. Yes. Oh, I've actually read that as well. So. Oh, it's so, it's so good. I mean, mm. um, uh, Swamp Thing could definitely happen because Alan Moore just doesn't care what happens to his intellectual properties. It yes, he hates anymore. it all. Um, <laughs> but he, what I was saying he, was Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing yeah. is incredible. Yeah. It's um, great. 
And the same with like, you know, Neil Gaiman's Sandman has been like, oh, we're going to make a movie of this. It failed. We're going to make a, a TV series of this. It's not going to get made. And it just keeps sort of rising and falling and never really getting anywhere. And I, I guarantee that will continue to happen. I mean, a lot of people were saying the same thing in like the mid nineties, you know, oh, you could never make a film of Lord of the Rings. It just, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. But new line of behind this. Yeah. So if yeah. anyone's going to do it, you line who did Lord of the Rings. But yeah, uh, actually, yeah, fair point. Um, <laughs> I, think, I honestly think Sandman would make a better series than it would a movie. I do too. But what I'm saying is, is the, the fact that they are showing that they're willing to dig into Vertigo now. Into the... In, obviously, this age now where everyone is struggling for something to have a graphic novel or a comic attached. Because yeah. that's what sells these days. Absolutely. And it's, and it's so, more, I mean, I mean, to us, not, not obscure, but compared to things like Batman, Superman, yeah. so on and so forth, it is the more obscure stuff. hundred bullets. I didn't know hundred bullets was first to go, actually. Now I think about it. Yeah. I'll have to go. Yeah. Um, it shows how much I pay attention to the spine, I guess. Um, but pretty sure it's there to go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of really really good stuff on Vertigo, and it's done. Honestly, it's, I want to see why the Last Man as a mini series. Yes, Ooh, that yeah. would work great as the Netflix deal. I reckon. Yep. Why the Last Man? Mm. That would be awesome. Oh man, yeah, oh, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. <laughs> yes, there you go. There is there is an awful lot to look forward to. Uh, oh, actually, also on the video game front, there's a lot to look forward to. We were just talking about this earlier before the before the episode started. Oh. Or right before the, we got the call in for the Skype thing. <laughs> what were we talking the, about? The leak from Rockstar. Yes, let's talk about the leak from Rockstar. You know no? what, I do not. This is breaking news for me. No, I don't know. Ah, lots of breaking news Yes, a, a, uh, an in-game uh, map uh, image has been uh, apparently, apparently, you know, leaked yeah. in massive inverted commas for, uh, from Rockstar of a large section of uh, South Texas and North Mexico. Yeah. The kind of it, place you might set a Red Dead game. Yeah. The kind of place and exactly. It, apparently, I'm not, I'm not sure about this, but apparently it has now been confirmed by Rockstar that, Red, yeah. that another Red Dead game is in the works. Red Dead Revenge, I'd call it. I so, love it, that series. Red Dead Redemption is one of my favourite games of all time. It's absolutely incredible. It is the best go and tie someone up on a train track simulator (laughs) I've ever played. Yeah. It's it's the most innovative, oh my god, Cougar Man is coming right at me shooter I've played in years. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, If you want to get, like, bitch-tossed of a mountain by a hog. Yeah. Yeah, if you, wanna, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, if you want to just run off into the mountains wearing a cowboy hat and a pair of chaps and punch a bear to death, yeah. go for it. Yeah, uh, Grand Theft Auto, but in the oldie worldy horse and oh, uh, stagecoach days. Yeah. And that, I mean, Red Dead Redemption, excellent game. So oh many, yeah, so many wonderful things. A really, really good narrative as well. That's something Rockstar can really do well. It's there's got a good story, I, but there's that open world element too. I much prefer the comedy in Red Dead Redemption than I t- compared to Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto always feels a little bit superior in its in its comedy. Like yeah. it's all smug. Oh, we're making a really, really clever well, I, think they, I think they do that on purpose though. Yeah, and it, it just comes off as a little bit dickish to me. Whereas, but exactly, but that's the point. Yeah, like, I know the whole, like, but everyone in Grand Theft Auto is a dick. Yeah, like, but that doesn't really sit all that way. But Red Dead Redemption, it's a lot more it's a bit more of a sort of grim Yeah. Uh, very, very gallows slash humor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, like and, literally sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it is just 
excellent um, and I love the main character for Redemption yeah um, Marston Marston um, the ending of that game no, 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 and no, I'm no, not going to spoil it, it. Yep. if you haven't played it because I, I still think it's a viable game it stands up even now mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the most emotional dramatic experiences I've ever had playing a video game it also uh, has some of the greatest bugs of all times in video oh, games yes, oh my does. god if you ever get just go to YouTube type in Donkey well maybe maybe type in Red Dead Redemption alongside these <laughs> Donkey Woman Snake Man and yeah. uh, Bird People Bob People yeah yeah did any of you guys ever play it online at all? No. Yeah, a little uh, bit. I, then Simon, you can vouch for me because like it kind of had an early-ish kind of Grand Theft Auto online system where the better you were, the better stuff you'd start out with. Mm-hmm. So you start off like as a, I don't think you had levels, but technically a level one character. Mm-hmm. And you would start, you'd have very basic equipment, a simple rusty six shooter mm-hmm. and a donkey. Yep. <laughs> okay, that's what you would start off with. Um, so it was that you already then have an incentive to go and steal someone's horse. Um, there would be people that would just sit across like the vast valleys in that in that game and just sit there with a sniper rifle and stuff. Like it wasn't a fine-tuned multiplayer experience, <laughs> but my god, it was a really fun one. I still it lacked it. balance. It yeah. had character. I, yes. I have such fond memories of that game. For example, getting into a shootout in the saloon, running upstairs, running through the room that I'd rented, bursting out the... Wi- well, that's not a window, it's just you know, slatted doors that lead out onto the, onto the balcony, jumping off the balcony and landing in the saddle on my horse, which had been tethered at the post yes, by the yes, yes it was oh it was so cool it was like a proper action western yeah. scene of jumping out the window landing in the saddle and yeah. knowing Martin's balls have been crushed yes. beyond repair <laughs> and <Awesome>. also <laughs> and also that well, another thing that I really liked about that game it was was the morality kind of thing because oh. you you could decide to kill like remember when you go into a duel yeah, and you'd have deadly shots how awesome was that you could shoot their gun out of their hand you could shoot gun out of their hand or, or you could murder them or shoot the house. Or if yeah. you're Simon, honor, I remember this it? specifically, you can use your dead eye shot to shoot them in both kneecaps. Yeah. Yes. Both hands, knocking the gun out of their hand, shoot their hat off, and then with your final shot, right between the eyes. <laughs> yes. That may have happened once or twice. <laughs> so not only did you humiliate them, but then, then you killed them. I think they're yep. too busy worrying about their kneecaps to be humiliated, <laughs> I think, Jack. But absolutely. I mean, and speaking of morality, you could ride off into the desert, find a man standing at the side of the road, going, <laughs> please help, bandits took everything I've got. And as you ride up to help him, he jumps, grabs you, pulls you off your horse and starts riding off, going, ah! Yeah. Like, Motherfucker! But then you, you can also that. ride up to someone who's begging for help, rope them, and just drag them along the ground. Yeah, don't worry, I'll get you to help them. <laughs> but the amount of times, and th- you know what? That what that that was great. It made those, that game even better because then I could reenact. I think it's either Invisible Dollars or Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But it's the villain with the black hat. Oh, good man. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, it might have been visible. I can't remember. But someone is riding away, and he rides away for ages and ages and ages. And this guy just casually walks along, just loading up his rifle that's got a scope on it. No, it hasn't even got a scope on it. Um, and he just sort of sighs, spits in a bucket, takes aim. The guy's like about 500 meters away at this point, and then he pulls the trigger and kills him. Like, it just takes his time. Just things like that you could like uh, reenact in, yeah. in that game and wear the all black and, yeah. Yeah, be, be and drive and drive bloody uh, ranchers off the edge of a cliff yeah. and things like that <laughs> oh 
good times. Uh, There's I, a reason people have been waiting for a sequel or prequel, as the rumour apparently is. Yeah, well, I mean, it would be very difficult, not very difficult, but it would be difficult to do a sequel to Red Dead Redemption in terms of the time scale because it was 19... There's a lot. 12 of or something, wasn't yeah, it? It's, well, the, the whole point was, wasn't it, was that it was like it was the, the, death twi- of the, the twilight of the Old West. I mean, yeah. the frontier closed in the 1890s, I think it was, the frontier being like where you have a certain number of people per square mile, yeah. like three people per square mile, which yeah. is what the West was. Mm-hmm. You had tiny... In these communities, but then there was just wide open areas with nothing. Yeah. And the frontier closed in the late 19th century. But it's round about the time where, I mean, you've got to remember, this, it was the same year the Titanic went down. Mm. That's the sort of era. Two years later, there'd be the First World War. Um, so they can't really do much after that because it's not really going to be the Wild West. America would have opened up, become a lot more urban in the West there. But you've got plenty of room to go back. Like between the end of the Civil War and the beginning of. Red Dead Redemption, you've got a good 40 years there. I was going to say, I would really like them to do something a bit like Django. When's Django set? I don't know exactly. I don't think it ever specifies. <laughs> well, there's a, like it's the, kind of the grind I mean, house kind of thing. You're, They're just you're, cowboys. You're, your sort of key time for the Wild West is after the American Civil War ends and before the First World War is that sort of block. Yeah. I mean, even that's, I mean, once you get into the 20th century, that's starting to push it a little bit. But uh, I mean, the, the thing that I like about Django is obviously it's uh, it's, uh, it's a black guy who's like uh, sort of like fighting for justice in, in a in a place that's, you know, obviously has a lot of slavery going yeah. on and things. That Django is an amazing film. Have you seen Django? I still haven't seen it. Oh my God. You no, so I've not seen you it. I've actually seen very few quotes in Tarantino old boys. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Django is set in the late 1850s. Oh, so it's, it's pre- oh, does it actually it's, give a date? So it's pre-Civil yep. War then. Awesome. Yeah, it is. So it's not even, it's not even the Old West, like the Wild West. The, yeah. The, the, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, pre-Civil War. Um, yeah, I'd like to see something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like I'd, I'd to see that then. As long as there's a train you can gallop alongside oh, next yes. to and jump onto, then I'm happy. <laughs> and a fist fight with someone on top yeah, of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think about it. There's trains you can do that on in GTA 5. <laughs> That's true. They're just radically... Oh, no, they're not that fast. Like no, but they are indestructible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you get a mod. Yeah. And then PC, man. But, um, just think about the size of the map for GTA 5 and now apply that to... Yeah. Oh, Red I mean, Dead. the Red Dead map was pretty big as it was. It took, yeah. It took, it took a while to get across it. Well, it wasn't so much that it was big. It was the fact that you're on horseback and not in supercars. I suppose. Yeah, and also most of it was empty, which also makes things feel bigger. Yeah, That's yeah. Nice. I, I I read somewhere that um, all of Rockstar's games building up to GTA Five was all almost like um, fine tuning, like loads of different elements of gameplay to then use in GTA Five. Mm. One of those from Red Dead was the, the the open countryside sort of element to it, yeah. and the the animals and stuff. And because you get, I mean, you get a lot of that in San Andreas as well, back on the PS2. That's true, yeah. Because um, there's a lot of wide open areas. But you don't get the wildlife and things, do you? In San Andreas, really. Um, do you not? I can't remember. It's been a very long time. Long time. time I know there's Sasquatch running around. There isn't Sasquatch. <laughs> that urban legend will continue to survive. Pretty sure there was There's one. ghost cars, though. I thought there was one. Ghost cars is, is my favourite thing about San Andreas. I don't remember. Well, you know how, like, in GTA, you, you'll notice this phenomenon, especially in, like, Vice City, GTA 3, the, the PlayStation 2 games. Cars will spawn, like vehicles will spawn near you. Yeah. Um, with and they'll spawn based on what you're driving and what the nearest sort of human model is. So it'll look at if you're in an area where the lots of the people will be a particular gang, 
and you're driving uh, a superbike, mm. then you will have a higher number of those sorts of gang members driving superbikes. Yes. Near yeah, you yeah, yeah. Spawn them yeah. in that kind of way. <clears throat> if you go off into the woods in San Andreas yeah. in a car, yeah. And you drop your car. You just drop your car off somewhere. It will spawn that that car with the local model, which is nothing because there's no one around. Yeah. And if it happens to spawn that car on top of a hill, it will roll down the hill, and you will just see cars with no driver roaming through the woods in the middle of the night, <laughs> and occasionally, if you're unlucky, running you over. Yeah. And oh, you will awesome. be killed by a phantom car. With no driver. I had a phantom BMX once on San Andreas where, you know, you could do that bunny hop thing on the BMX. Yeah, yeah. You did a bunny hop. I did that once, but he didn't come down. <laughs> <laughs> like, he went... But the thing is, he lost momentum, so he was just slowly rising into the air, but didn't stop. And I just stayed on the bike because I thought, oh, I'm, I'm getting a bit high now. <laughs> it's like the rising balloon uh, conundrum. When, you when know, do you let go? When do you let go? Exactly. Do you leave it or do you, do you hang on for dear life? Uh, I decided to hang on for dear life and rose to the ceiling of San Andreas before my head was like ground up against the ceiling, <laughs> then fell off yeah. and fell that distance to my death. It's a good, good game. Great game. Yeah. We should do a whole episode on bugs and glitches. Oh my God, I don't think we actually... Oh, we haven't done one. That'd be awesome. That would be a brilliant episode. We should do that. Because <laughs> there's so many to talk about in so many different wonderful games and pretty bad games too. Mostly, what? mostly Troika. Troika. Vampalasquid uh, Bloodlines. Ah, yes. Cool. And, and one last thing to cover that has happened since we were last recording. The Wicked and the Divine has returned. <gasps> Ooh. This uh, and Kieran Gillen has basically said that if the last arc was like David Bowie's Berlin period, this arc is Taylor Swift's Bad Blood video uh, with superheroes. Oh, what? Uh, it's just going to be explosions. Anything that can explode will explode in the next six issues. Explosion. <laughs> I do like explosions. Yeah. I hate that song, but I do like explosions. I ignore the song. Look at the video where they're I all hate just. the video too. It's, it's the fact that they're well dressed badasses causing mayhem, I think is the reference he's making. <laughs> is, that, is that the one that like, was completely ripped off a K pop star? I can't remember. But anyway, um, the, the first issue of the new arc is just phenomenal. It was everything I had hoped and more. And I think the last panel, especially, will appeal to Jack. Which one? Uh, you. Oh, yes, because the other one is Irish. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> I like that sound of things. Also, that sounds ominous. Also, yay! Also, what? <laughs> uh, what I will say is a, a massive spoiler is pomegranates feature prominently in this issue. Uh, oh. Huh. Do you know, we could, now, we could now get started on our topic, or we've basically done an episode's length anyway and we're still recording should probably say that next week is going to be reverting to the old world one stage one format yep we have a topic but we've gone on so long that we've left no room for the topic. Because it's been a while since we've, we've heard from each other. I think it's been really good. There's one last bit of chat, but I'm going to save it for next week's episode. Because I think it's one that we can all talk about at length before we go into the main topic. But this is the chat episode. So, 
but I think we can talk about it for a long time. So I'm think, well, unless, you, well, it's up to you guys. I've well, got- I'd say now, because if we talk about it too long, we'll have to put off the topic again. Okay, but this is going to make it quite a long podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys, let's talk about the recent news that we've received about the up and coming Star Trek show. Well, it's not news. It's a rumor. Is it a rumor? I thought yeah. it was confirmed. Uh, I've been looking into it after a conversation on a different show uh, where I was informed it had not been confirmed and I can't find any confirmation. Yeah. You're cheating? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing Ticket or Leave It for a long time. Oh, okay, that's fine. I mean, we, we, we all do different shows. Yeah, I discovered you're on a different show as well. Yeah. yeah that he alarmed me. Yeah. When did you record it? Uh, we haven't for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. A what? secret podcast. It's not really that secret. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I can plug it now if you like. Don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess then in that case, if it wasn't news, then we should plug our own podcast. Yeah. World One Stage One. World One Stage One. <laughs> at World One Stage One on Twitter. I thought you were going to say World One Stage One at World One Stage One <laughs> podcast. Well, they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where else? Uh, well, we're also on the Twitters. At W1S1. Yeah. We're on Tumblr, world1stage1.tumblr.com. That's world number one, stage number one.tumblr.com. Also, also, we need some new reviews on our iTunes. Do we? Yes. Okay. To overlap the other ones that are on there. Like, <laughs> review, and subscribe. What reviews have we got at the moment? I have you no idea. Check it out. I'm going to say about it on there. Now everyone who's listening is probably going to go and check it now. And leave reviews. And leave reviews, hopefully. That'd be great. You're, you're giving our... To get rid of the dreadful three reviews that we have you're, on You're there. giving both our listeners, like, way too much credit in the sort of... Uh, what's the word? Get up and go. Well, one of them got greedy and left too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get up and go. Yeah. So go, go leave us some good old reviews on iTunes. Please do. Um, like, comment, handy. and subscribe. Yeah, but SoundCloud as well. We're there. Are we? Oh, yes, we are. are. We're on SoundCloud. Um, I think that's it. That wasn't very slick. Was We're it? also on YouTube. Yes. World One Stage One Pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I kind of love our top review on there, uh, which is once an interest show about games. Nowadays, they're more focused on Marvel movies and feminist deconstructions, which, if that's what you're interested in, I'm sure this would be great. However, this just isn't something that interests me. These sections oh. are long and pointless to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Some members of the cast at time become intolerably intolerant of other political views. Intolerably intolerant. Bordering on bigotry. Oh, are we bigots? Awesome. This is what I said. Go team! I was like, yo, I was like, Jack, we've been called bigots online. <laughs> Um, oh, we we didn't used to be as politicized as we are. I I think I think we might be SJWs. <laughs> oh no! Oh dear! How long? Have we- well, this makes us infamous, and infamous is cool, right? People like infamous. Mm, I mean, it's not really infamous. It's just one person used to like the show doesn't anymore, and that's yeah. fair enough. They're, they're allowed to. Not and that's like- from <laughs> July last year, so presumably he's not listening anymore. But anyway, <laughs> wait, bye, so- Martin. Have we have we been that like that since July last year? I think so. What were we releasing in July last year? I, no I mean, when did Fury Road come out? Because that was our most passionately feminist screed, let's be honest. And that never re- got released. Oh, God, that's true. But that, <laughs> yeah. that was... 
yeah, they never would have heard that. Good point. Unless he got the episode. Yeah. Maybe maybe he was listening live because we did used to do it live. That's true. And then yeah. and then I don't know. But I mean, fair enough. I mean, if that's not your cup of tea, then you know. Don't don't I mean we're not gonna force you to listen if you don't like the show. Yeah, yeah I don't think we can pretend that the format of the show hasn't changed. Oh no 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 <laughs> <until> next week. <laughs> Like that, that, and that's fine. Shows change and, and develop and evolve, and I had, I had whatever. Not, I, I didn't really want to bring this up whilst we were recording, but you know, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, we have changed. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think for the better. Um, <laughs> in that we put more episodes out now. We do. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Oh, it was probably <laughs> because we ranted about Age of Ultron. Yeah, but really? to be fair, we were right. Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, there's not really much else I can say to that. <laughs> <laughs> For more on that, go listen to our Age of Ultron issue. Yeah. Um, excellent. Um, is there anything else that we need to cover other than our own housekeeping? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Excellent. Oh, dear. So, returning next week. Actually talking about a video game. But for now, you have been listening to World 1 Stage 1. I have been Simon. I have been Jack. I have been Rob. And I have been Irish. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.